Welcome to the Gritty Men Podcast. I am your host, John Riggs, and we are here to equip, encourage, and inspire God's men to live God's way for God's glory. Hope you guys are all doing well. Um, God bless you guys. Um, we have, as um, a church here, we just finished um, the first ever grit camp. And so for the last six weeks, um, several men in my church and some men even in other states have been um, busily uh, going through grit camp. And grit camp was designed to develop the three major di disciplines of our life, and that is the physical discipline, the mental discipline, and the spiritual discipline. And so for six weeks, men have been, um, they've been grinding it out. And so we had our final ruck there a few, actually a week ago, Saturday, and um, it was a pretty grueling ruck, but nonetheless, uh, we had a great turnout of men who uh, finished well. And so I'm very, very thankful for that. Today, I wanna talk to you about uh, motivation, discipline, and um, self-control. One of the reasons I want to speak about this today is because without discipline, we're never going to achieve absolutely much or if anything in our life. And so um, I want to just visit with you guys briefly about um, the need for self-control, especially in relation to our lives as men and uh, how self-control, that discipline um, actually affects every single thing in our life. Now, I know that you guys, some of you are very motivated. Um, you're, you're driven by goals, um, motivation from whatever it might be. And motivation is a pretty good factor to have. The, the definition of motivation is the general desire or willingness of someone to do something. And so, obviously, if you set out with a goal, um, whether, whether, whatever that's going to be, um, whether you're going to set out and you're going to train yourself for a fall elk hunt and you're, you're doing all of the discipline of, of exercising and shooting every single day and, and just preparing yourself for your archery elk hunt for the fall, um, you're working at it and you're making that happen. Maybe you're going to be training for a triathlon. Um, my son has talked me into training for one of those a year from now. And so that's going to be quite an experience and that all sounds well and good. And I have some motivation in my own heart to step out and do this and begin that process of training. But the problem with motivation is this, as you well know, motivation is really a feeling that comes and goes. And the reality is when, um, when things get difficult and time has elapsed, just like we did in this grit camp, you know, week one, guys are pretty motivated. They're pretty excited. They're, they're going through their studies. They're doing their weekly rucks. They're exercising. They're staying disciplined in those things. They're journaling and they're doing all the aspects of grit camp. Uh, things are pretty good. And we have a large number of guys that are really staying hooked up. But what I've noticed is as time goes on, you get into week three, week four, week five, that number of men that were engaged and, and doing their their discipline of of all the weekly requirements, you know, there gets to be less and less and less guys that are that are engaged in doing their 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 stuff. In fact, there's guys that just simply fall out and don't complete what they started. So they had motivation. They wouldn't have signed up for camp if they didn't have the motivation to do it. Um, but they lacked the most essential item because motivation comes and goes. And if if we're gonna 
if we're going to fulfill a goal or if we're going to make it to the end, if we're going to endure, if we're going to have a marriage that, that runs the, the course of life uh, in success and loving our wife and, and, um, and leading our wife and raising our children, all these aspects of life, if we're going to do that, motivation comes and goes. And not every day do you feel motivated. And so you can't go off feeling, number one. Um, if you do simply uh, try to finish a goal based on motivation, the reality is if you go based on that solely, more than likely you will not achieve the goal that you have set for yourself. Um, and the root problem is because discipline is lacking in motivation. Motivation doesn't require discipline um, to get started. Motivation um, could be a doctor says, you know what, you, you better stop doing this X, Y, and Z, or you're going to have this. That's a motivation. But discipline will be required to complete that out because motivation will come and go. Discipline, though, means control gained by enforcing obedience or order. Um, prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior, it is self-control. That's the best definition that I can think of when it comes to discipline. It is training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. And so discipline is self-control. And so those guys in grit camp that were disciplined, and the point of doing it for six weeks was that we would develop these main disciplines in our life. That is being in the Word every single day. That is getting up and getting your rucks done or doing those in the evenings and squeezing them into your day. Because if you're doing a long ruck, let's say you're doing a 10-mile ruck, you're gonna take, it's going to take about three hours of your day to get that in. Now, guys that are doing short rucks, I knew some guys who were literally getting up between 3.30 and 4.30 every morning, and that's how they would get their rucks done. I mean, that's discipline, guys. That's not easy to do especially when you got work waiting on you and all the responsibilities of what it means to be a man in our day and the time in which you're living in and the season of life that you're in. So there were some men who were extremely disciplined and we had guys um, who had health issues. And so, you know, for example, we had some older men even that got involved in this. And man, thank God for you older men who got involved in this. And I say this for this reason, because it wasn't the significance of how far you rucked. It was about being disciplined men. And so some guys, their knees are shot. Um, you know, we've had guys, every guys from special forces to, to you know, to, to just the gamut of things. And so physically, maybe they weren't able to do certain elements of that, but they were disciplined in doing it. Some guys, I got a testimony from one gentleman said this is the most um, significant thing he had done for himself in years in that he would get up and he would walk two miles. And you say, well, eh, that's no big deal. Well, it was for him. It was huge. We had another guy that had a heart condition. In fact, about five years ago, I know this for a fact, the doctors only gave him a few years to live. Had a pacemaker in and we're out doing our group rucks and man, he would stop and he'd say, hold on guys, just for a minute. And he has his pacemaker going off here while we're doing our rucks because when his heart rate gets to a certain point, uh, his, his pacemaker would kick in. I mean, these guys are gritty. You know, we, we have many guys like this and so, um, the the self-control part of this is so critical and so very, very important. In fact, Paul writes a letter to Timothy, which is kind of this young man that he has mentored and, and really called him his son in the faith. And he tells Timothy in um, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and about verse 7, he says, Train yourself for godliness, for while bodily training is of some value. So guys, Paul's not denying the need for bodily training. 
It's important. Why? Because we are a triune being. Our physical part of our body, the flesh that we have, if we want to have life and enjoy it to the fullest and be the most effective we can be, not only for the kingdom of God, but also for our wives, our children, and our grandchildren, we need to what? We need to be disciplined in training ourselves physically so that we have the health to be able to live the best life we can uh, and no matter what season of life we are in. And so Paul doesn't disregard the fact that physical training has great value. It does have value. And so I want to encourage you men to, to begin to train yourself physically. Um, and you'll be amazed at what your body can do. Our bodies are incredible. God has made an incredible machine, if you will, in what he's created in our bodies. You can do so much more than you realize. And you say, well, I'm on the couch today. That's fine. If you get after it, you will be in You'll be amazed at how much your body will be able to do if you stay disciplined and you continue in steadfastly every single day, staying disciplined to train yourself physically. You'll be amazed at what your body can do. So Paul says to him, listen, there is value in physical training, but he says godliness is of value in every way. So he tells him this. Why is that significant? Because it holds promise for this present life, but also for what? for the life to come, for all eternity. And so there's great value. He says we have to train ourselves for godliness. And so we have to be men that are disciplined in these areas, the physical aspect and the spiritual aspect. We are accountable and responsible for this training. Um, you can pray all day long, oh God, get me to the gym. <laughs> That's, that prayer is, is absolutely ridiculous. Why? Because you have the, the ability to get yourself to the gym. It just takes discipline, and it takes, it takes doing it. The same thing spiritually. Um, we need to discipline ourselves to get in the Word of God, to study the Word of God, to know the Word of God. We, we are responsible for that discipline in our life. We have the responsibility. The word discipline actually uh, is Latin for pupil, um, which also uh, provided the source of the word discipline. And it simply means that um, a follower of Jesus Christ is what discipline actually is the word disciple or pupil. So to be a follower of Jesus Christ, the root word of that is, is the word discipline. And it is to follow Christ. To be a disciple of Christ is to follow what Christ did. And Christ was very self-disciplined um, in his lifetime. And so we want to be men like that as well. It is mastery. That's what it means. Self-control is mastery over self. Um, it is self-restraint, um, and it is continuance. And so it is a continual process of self-control, and that's what we want to have in our life, is we want to be men that are self-controlled. Why is that important? Because you're not born with self-control, guys. It is a fruit of the Spirit. And let me just say this. The fruit of the Spirit that we find in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23 are actual fruits that we have in our life that are demonstrated as we follow the Spirit of God in our life. But let me say this, they are developed in our life. Just because you're born of the Spirit, in other words, you've been regenerated and the Spirit of God dwells in you, it doesn't mean that you're going to operate in every single one of these fruits. They are something that takes time to develop, and there's discipline involved in this as well. And so one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God living in us is the fruit of self-control. And so although the Holy Spirit will help us 
and the Holy Spirit will convince us and he will convict us and all these airy things of our lives and direct us and teach us and so on and so forth, we have a responsibility to, to, to apply this to our, our very own lives. It is that we are to work out um, the self-control or self-discipline in our own lives. So what does the Bible say about a man um, without self-control? Well, in Proverbs 25, 28, it says, A man without self-control is like a city that is broken into and left without walls. Um, that's, 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 a, that's a pretty uh, telling um, picture of what it looks like for men who have no self-control. And you probably know men like this in your life. You don't have to look very far um, to find men who lack self-control. And we even lack self-control in certain areas of our life, no doubt. So... Um, we, we can see the result of what it is when we have um, a lack of self-control. And it is like a city broken into and left without walls. It's devastating um, the lives of those men who lack self-control in their life. So we have to develop this. In Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through uh, 14, it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us, to renounce ungodliness, worldly passions, and here's the purpose, to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Now, we are living in a nearly godless society. And men, you are going to have to develop a staunch discipline of self-control in your life. Um, I don't think there's ever been a greater time in history uh, to be alive. I think it's the greatest season of life to ever be born in, this period of time that we're in. Um, it's, it's an awesome time to be alive, but it's a very challenging time uh, for us to live for Christ in these days, especially within a culture and society that is turning away from God so rampantly and has been for many years. And we're seeing the carnage and the results of what that looks like now, not only within the family, but in our communities and the church um, and it just the, the country as a whole. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just in shambles and it's falling apart. And we, though, are called by God to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives that we would, what, renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. Um, and that's the, the element of the flesh that we have to operate in self-control because of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those things are what Satan uses in the world to draw us away from Christ and from being men who live for Christ and for His glory. We have to be aware of that. In 2 Timothy 1.7, um, we have been given what a spirit of what? Not fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So we have uh, the tools to have self-control, but we must operate in self-discipline in the area of self-control in our life. 2 Peter 1, 5-7 says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brother affection and brother affection with love. So what we're seeing here is very interesting. It's great to have knowledge, but the application of knowledge requires self-control in our life. And knowledge is also a key or a tool that is necessary for us in what? Application of self-control. So the two kind of work hand in hand. 
First um, Peter four seven. It says, "To the end of all things, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self controlled and sober minded, for the sake of your prayers." In other words, our prayers, according to Peter, are affected when we live un self controlled lives or, or lives without self control. So being self-controlled is important. Why? Because we will live a life that is pleasing and glorifying to God. Um, and not only that, but we are also going to be men that, that will be better in leading our wives and our children and examples and influence and our grandchildren. And we'll be better at running our businesses. Why? Because we are, we are living for the glory of the Lord and we're operating by His statutes and, and living with character and integrity. And it all flows over into every area of our life. And being self-disciplined is one of the most critical elements of what we need to achieve in discipline in our life. The self-control issue is so important. In Titus 1, 7 through 9, we see this everywhere, not everywhere, but all throughout the New Testament over and over and over again. Paul writes here to Titus, um, For an overseer is God's steward, must be above reproach. He must, what? Not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. And so Paul here writing to Titus about um, overseers uh, of the church, one of the requirements to be an overseer of the church is to be a man that displays self-control, discipline, holy living. These are, these are important aspects uh, of what it means to be a godly man. In Titus chapter 2, 1 through 6, let's continue here with Paul. He writes, But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Here's, here's what he says. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, and self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. So we see this here. Once again, this is just this is a result of, of discipline throughout our life. You don't have to be an old man to be self-controlled. You develop self-control all throughout your life. And not only do you develop it, you need to develop it at a young age, but you need to what? Be disciplined in it throughout the remainder of your life. And then also it says, likewise, urge the younger men to be what? Here it is again, self-controlled. This is a huge aspect of what Paul desires and says is critical for godly men. We must be self-controlled. Here it is again. <laughs> We're going to look at it one more time. Titus chapter 2 now, 11 through 14. For the grace of God, I've already, we've already done that one. We don't need to do that one again. He's, he's training us what? To live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. So we just said that one twice, but anyway, you can have it again. So in these days, we must be walking in step with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit has fruit uh, that is developing in our life, and that is one of those is the fruit of what? Self-discipline. Now, we have to work it out. We have to be um, self-controlled is part of the self-discipline. Excuse me. It's self-controlled, and we are being disciplined in that. Um, we have been given the power by the Holy Spirit to overcome the flesh, but we have by our own working out through self-control and discipline um, that we must crucify the flesh. And that's what we do. Um, Paul says, you know, I don't run like a man beating the air. Um, he doesn't run aimlessly. He's not boxing, you know, like he's boxing a shadow. He says, I beat my body and make it my slave so that I will not be disqualified after I've preached to others. And so there's an element where Paul says, I constantly practice self-discipline in my life. Let me just ask you a question. 
And I don't know if you guys would be willing to do this, but would you be willing to just send in a message here um, about some areas and some ways in which you have practiced or developed the discipline of self-control in your life? And I say that because for the men who are watching this, we have all walks of life. We have all, all different ages of men and different seasons of life. And so what you might have to share might really be a blessing to someone that might be encountering exactly what you have encountered. And they just need some encouragement in the area of how they can practice not only the discipline of self-control, but maybe the way in which you could share how you implemented this in your life. And so, um, and then the other thing is, um, what are some ways in which you um, currently physically practice the discipline of self-control, mentally practice the discipline of self-control, and thirdly, spiritually practice the discipline of self-control? I will say this, I don't think we can finish, let alone finish well, without self-control. It is that important. In fact, many men have shipwrecked their faith. They have shipwrecked their marriages. They have shipwrecked their parenting and their relationships with their children. Um, much of that has been a result of the lack of self-control and that discipline. So I want to encourage you guys, um, each and every one of you, I know this is a little bit shorter podcast today, but it's a very, very important element of the life of a godly man, especially a gritty man. And you can study men all throughout Scripture and see how they implemented self-control in their lives. And you can also study men in Scripture who had a lapse of self-control, and you can see the resulting effect of what that did, not only to them in their life, but to also those who were under their sphere of influence. And so um, I want to encourage you in this. And so, um, guys... Uh, if you're interested um, in, in, in learning any more about this, um, man, I'd love for you to continue just to stay plugged in and, and be involved here with uh, the Gritty Men podcast. You can also go to uh, uh, the Gritty, just go to grittycompany.com, um, and that's um, another place that you can go, um, and it's a, it's a company that I have started. And so anyway, if you have an interest in any of this, um, there's some things that you might have questions to there. Uh, maybe we can answer some more questions that we have. If you'd be interested in doing a grit camp um, at your church or in your community, um, you can contact me there also on our Facebook page or there on our website, and I'd be more than happy to come, uh, not only to speak, but also to um, to help you or give you or show you the, the study that I have put together, and you can, you can get that study as well and share that with your men. So um, God bless you guys. Um, I want to encourage you to practice the discipline of self-control in your life, and you will be blessed uh, not only uh, from the outcome of that, but those within your life in the sphere of influence of those who are living under your leadership will be blessed as well. And so, guys, God bless you. Stay gritty, and we'll see you next time.